In the aftermath of the Dobbs decision by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2022, which allowed states around the country to dramatically curtail access to abortion, Governor Kathy Hochul emphasized New York's commitment to abortion access. But this rhetoric hasn't coincided with comparable state investments, reports Maya Kaufman, a healthcare reporter for Politico New York, who joins us on the Capitol Press Room. Welcome back to the show, Maya. Thanks so much for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. So in the wake of the Dobbs decision being leaked and before it became official, you reported that some Democratic state lawmakers wanted to spend money to ensure people from outside of New York could afford an abortion in the Empire State. What did they envision New York investing in? Last year, Assemblymember Jessica Gonzalez Rojas and Senator Cordell Clear had introduced a bill that had the backing as well of State Attorney General Letitia James that would create a state fund that would help reproductive health providers in New York increase access, but also critically would help people coming from out of state to obtain abortions and afford the cost by funding these organizations that exist that essentially help people who are seeking abortions afford that plan the logistics. And of course, this was expected to only increase if Roe v. Wade were to get overturned, which is what happened. So this legislative proposal, the Reproductive Freedom and Equity Fund, what ended up happening with it? Do we have this uh, on the books? Is this something that Governor Hochul has uh, signed into law? No. So this bill essentially stalled. It was already in the works, and then the draft decision leaked. The lawmakers introduced it. Um, Attorney General James got behind this. There was a massive push for this bill, and the proposal was sent to the governor's office as a way to basically help New York shore up abortion access and let New Yorkers know that New York was going to remain a place where access to abortion would be available if this were to happen. And instead, what ended up happening was that about a week After this bill was introduced, the governor announced her own provider support fund, which would devote $25 million in funding to reproductive health care providers in New York, and then another $10 million specifically for security measures, exactly expanding access. So there were those two funds, the 25 and the 10, $35 million in total, none of that for these support organizations that lawmakers had told the governor could be so critical in ensuring that access to abortion remained in New York. Is it clear whether the investment championed by the governor has led to increased access in any meaningful way? It's not exactly clear yet. I did speak to some providers who received funding. That's a range of health clinics, Planned Parenthood, the kinds of centers that you might think of, and then also some hospitals actually as well received funding through this. And for example, one of the recipients that I spoke to was able to train more people for providing medication abortion services. So in that sense, they were able to increase capacity, but the providers I spoke to said that they didn't really see a need in the wake of the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade to actually dramatically expand capacity, although they certainly welcomed the funds from Governor Hochul. 
So how expensive is it to actually get an abortion in New York? Can the cost be an actual deterrent for accessing an abortion? It definitely can. According to the New York Abortion Access Fund, which is one of these support organizations that helps people afford an abortion in New York, the average cost of a first trimester abortion is $600. And abortion is covered by insurance, but it's never as simple as that. And so what the New York Abortion Access Fund told me is that, for example, Medicaid covers abortion in New York, but if you need an abortion later in pregnancy, a provider might say, we don't accept Medicaid for that procedure. And so that could mean out-of-pocket costs of $25,000. So outside of funding, what, if anything, has New York done to ensure access to abortion services in New York, in particular for people who are from outside the Empire State? The focus that state lawmakers have really had has been ensuring that patients who travel to New York for the procedure, as well as the providers that actually perform the abortion, are protected from investigations or any kind of legal action brought by other states that now have bans on the books and also are looking to potentially try and extradite providers or even bring actions against patients from their state who travel elsewhere for abortions. So that has been the primary focus that we've seen as far as legislative action In New York, there's been a couple of other individual things that are, for example, is a rate increase for Medicaid that's supposed to go into effect later this year for surgical abortions. So there's a couple of other things, too, that are also aimed at increasing access, but the focus really is on those enforcement measures, which we haven't seen happen to date, but certainly has been a fear And what about abortions that aren't necessarily performed in New York, such as medication abortion pills? Is the state doing anything on that front, considering New York doctors could be prescribing and sending those pills to patients in other states? Yes. So there was a recent law that the governor signed to protect the right of providers here in New York to send abortion pills to patients who might be out of state. And that's one of the most recent legislative actions that we saw. And looking back a year after the Dobbs decision, do we have a sense in whether there's been an actual influx of non-New Yorkers getting abortions in the Empire State and whether some have been essentially turned away for lack of enough of investment in access and, and those services? It'll take a little bit of time to really get a sense of what has happened. We do have some preliminary data since Dobbs. We did see a narrow increase in abortions in New York, according to data that's been compiled by a group called Society of Family Planning, but that's based on self-reported data from providers, and it also includes estimates. So it probably will be maybe a couple of years even before we have a real comprehensive 
sense of what happened. So could you envision something similar to this experience playing out over the issue of gender affirming care, particularly for minors, given the way states outside of New York are putting restrictions in place? We're certainly looking at that as far as what policymakers are doing. We've already seen a number of efforts. Uh, Recently, Mayor Eric Adams enacted an executive order protecting access to gender-affirming care in New York, similar to those laws that we just talked about, about abortion of protecting patients and providers here from investigations or any kind of legal action initiated by other states. So certainly policymakers are looking at that and we're following those actions closely. Well, we've been speaking with Maya Kaufman. She's a healthcare reporter for Politico New York. Maya, thank you so much for making the time and lending us your expertise. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks so much. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local state and federal government entities at wgpfoundation.org.